three, two, one. Sanctuary! No. Happy New Year, everyone. This is the Three Shells Podcast. If you're listening to this, it is 2024. But as a recording, it is 2023. And it is episode 23. I'm joined here with Mrs. and... No, Mr. and Mrs. De Niro. I prefer Mrs. and Mr. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Justin and Lily, welcome back. It's been a while. Yeah, the last time we were on this. Wait, was it actually a year ago? No, no, it wasn't. The last time we were on this, we weren't Mr. and Mrs. De Niro. Oh, we, were, we had separate last names. So, so it, it has been some time. Yeah, last time we talked about Pitbull, remember? Yeah. That was a reference to uh, the Lindsay Lohan classic. Sanctuary. Yeah. Um, falling for Christmas. Falling for Christmas, yes. Um, Did you guys see that this year, Falling for Christmas? No. no that no. was a one watch. Oh, I have a question situation. for you guys, actually. Um, what time is it to stop watching Christmas movies? Like, what, what is the cutoff date to stop watching Christmas December movies? December 24th. January. Wait, what? What? What are you talking about? That's Why? kind of crazy. Because Christmas Eve is better than Christmas Day, in my opinion. I agree, personally. but like you don't. Stop. Why do you agree? You don't stop. How, That's not like the cutoff. Eve... I get it for you because you said your family did some nice stuff. That's a good tradition, but like. No, because what... also it's the anticipation in the air. I I couldn't. Dis... I could. I I, I disagree. I, so I disagree. Hard. I mean, I, Christmas Eve is probably the best day to watch a Christmas movie, but. Why? What's wrong with Christmas Day? Watching a Christmas movie after. You do gifts and dinner and all that. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's not Christmas that, anymore. Yeah, it is. It is Christmas. Christmas. It is Christmas. It is Christmas. See, that's the, the thing. All Some good things are gone. A lot of people, like my mom cooks for Christmas Eve. She doesn't cook for Christmas Day. Wait, so do you have the big meal on Christmas Day? We have the leftovers on Christmas uh, Day. Yeah. So it's Christmas different. Eve is like the main event kind of? Christmas Day, but for Christmas, I, yeah. I couldn't disagree more. I like Christmas Day. I love Christmas Day, but I like Christmas Eve more. All right. To on. For me, it's uh, January 1st. No, I'm sorry. December, December 31st, because it is yeah. New Year's. But I feel like because I, I could see myself watching one today or Why? yesterday. Like, yeah. For what reason? It's not. It's not happening I, again for a year. For instance, the, we're, we're in New York right now. Um, yeah. This Christmas stuff all around right now. Yeah, People are shopping. Exactly. It's insane. still the. It's still the spirit. I, I think. was at the Macy's before, and you know, I felt the Christmas spirit in if the air. I the, think the spirit is still here. Yeah. Like I'll put the tree on. If you turn on the yeah, tree. Yeah, the tree's still. Tree in the house okay, right there's, That's different than sitting <laughs> down and watching an actual movie, though. I guess, I guess. I, if you have it on in the background, I don't know. I yeah, I can see fun. it on in the background. I think I would transition to Christmas baking or Christmas cooking shows now. Okay. Then but you were watching those before anyway, so you wouldn't transition. You were just... <laughs> yeah, but I, just, <laughs> I just wouldn't <laughs> just watch, watch Another thing I wanted to bring up with Christmas movies, um, I think... Uh, the culture as a whole has gotten my back on Home Alone this year. Yeah, but it's just not very good. It's very good. Macaulay Culkin got a star. You know? like, the, like, it's kind of been overplayed this year, I feel like. it's uh, Home Why Alone. is that? Why is it like resurging this year? I don't... Because the yeah, Free Shelves podcast covered it last oh, year. That is exactly true. why. Everyone wanted to watch it. Everyone wanted to watch it. Because everyone... <laughs> I keep seeing it everywhere, too. And I'm happy right. Macaulay Culkin got a star. Like, it's obviously, it's iconic. I'm not going to sit here and shit talk it like I did last year. I'm able to see its relevance and its mm -hmm. merit, but I just don't personally enjoy it. But I'm not going to like say like it's a bad Christmas movie or something. It's just not for me. And I don't hate it or anything. I just It was hard for me to sit through. One Christmas movie I would say is appropriate to watch around this time just because it takes place around Die this Hard. Time. No. Oh, okay. What? That debate is so stupid. It's so clearly a Christmas movie. It only is brought up during Christmas. Let's stop that debate. It's annoying. I've never seen it. It's I've never annoying. seen it either. Um, but The Holdovers. 
which takes place during Christmas oh, yeah. and New Year's. Oh. That's a good Christmas. That's a good that's movie that's to watch. Good, I watch agree. Right I think I would mm-hmm. watch that movie right like now. It's kind of like how Nightmare Before Christmas, you could watch it between Christmas or Halloween. This is yeah. perfect for between Christmas and New Year's. But yeah. I think you could watch it from Thanksgiving yeah. till now. What, The Holdovers? Yeah, I feel like it's that weird. Movie's... The Holdovers feels like a perfect Thanksgiving movie. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like thinking of it like watching it now would be the perfect time because I feel like we just experienced Christmas so and that's in the movie but now we're getting to New Year's and that's kind of how it ends. So I, I don't know. I just feel like it's such a perfect... I think they this, fucked this up the release because the like, they they opened it like like a little bit in October into November but they should have released it. I would say like Christmas Day would have been a good time yeah. to release it or something it, like that. It did feel very Thanksgiving to me too so for some reason. I don't know. I don't yeah. know why. I'm sorry if you hear sounds in the background. It's, just, it's, it's okay. Remy, what do you think of the holdovers the on the podcast? <laughs> Did you like it? Well, you you asked him what he thought, and he 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 did respond. <laughs> you know what movie I seen uh, this year? By the way, I forgot to mention this is a special uh, top uh, top ten episode of the Three Shows podcast. So we won't be talking about any individual movies here. Um, but so the way we're gonna do this episode for our top ten movies of twenty twenty three. Uh, it's funny enough, this is the 23rd episode. Um, yeah, planned it this way. Um, so really, it shouldn't be a top 10 list. It should be a top 23 list. I could. I honestly could. There was a lot of movies that I left off me the too, list. Me too, but that would take me... I already stressed off, stressed <laughs> enough about this list. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, this episode, we're going to do the top 20... No, top 10 2023 movies. Um We'll have our our individual list, and we'll do like, we'll give our number tens, and then our number nines, and then so on and so forth, until we hit number one beforehand. We'll give an honorable mention and look back on the year of movies a little bit. But um, Lily, you want to start us off? Sure. With number ten. Number ten for me was Dream Scenario. So that it's not on my list. Thing? Not on my list. It- is on my list as an honorable honorable mention. For those of you who don't know, this is a Nick Cage A24 film. The premise of it is that he's, I believe he's like a university professor, right? Yeah. Just yeah, an average guy, uh, wife and kids and all that. And all of a sudden, a lot of instances of people dreaming about him in, at night when they dream uh, start happening and they start recognizing him and he becomes a celebrity uh, as a result and but then uh, it takes a dark turn yeah yeah it, it, it's it's cool i think it's a cool movie about like being a celebrity and uh like cancel, cancel culture, culture and stuff like that yeah um i just really liked this movie a lot mm-hmm. for me this year i just put like i know technically some of the movies that i put on the list are not as good as other movies that i could have put but I was just like, I'm putting what I enjoyed the most. Um, and I really enjoyed this movie. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. I feel like I procrastinated seeing it. Like, mm. Justin and I saw it together and I thought he was more interested in it than me. Especially because of Nick Cage in it. Yeah. I like him, but Justin's like a big fan. I thought the ending was really sweet. I won't spoil it, but uh, I almost cried. During yeah, me too. It was really sweet. So, Lily, what made you put it at 10? Like, what stuck out to you about the movie that, like, made you include I just didn't expect it to take, like, such a dark turn. I thought it was just going to be a comedy. Mm-hmm. And I, it made me, like, emotional at the end. Um, and I thought it was more 
thought-provoking. It was just more thought-provoking than I thought it would be. So yeah. it was like a pleasant surprise. Um, and actually, um, I'm re-looking at my list, and this is my number 10 as well. Really? Oh, okay. Uh, I thought it was something, I mixed something up, but no, this is my number 10 as well. I was looking forward to it, but it was a lot more than what I thought it was going to be. And it was very Charlie Kaufman inspired, which I liked. But it also felt like its own thing. And I thought Nick Cave fit in the world really well. Um, I really liked the dream sequences. Wait, Nick, Those were cool. it's Nick Cage? Nick Cage. Because I, said I, Nick I almost Cave. said that too. I was like, wait, am I saying the right one? <laughs> no, it's not the bad scene. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was, re- it was really good at capturing a lot of different emotions and tones and juggling all of them. And like a, it was a crazy balancing act because it was really funny at one part it got really dark at the end and i had a lot to say about cancel culture and it was kind of existential too this movie and again it yeah was, that's why i like a it. lot heavier than i think we we expected it to be but still it, it got us all the laughs we needed too so it was mm. a nice a nice blend of things and nick cage is great and i think he's yeah you're a nick cage guy right well i, I love him but yeah. he's, he's always so i feel like he's so charismatic or crazy normally and he there's some of that here but i feel like his I mean, the craziness is here, but like, I feel like his character is the antithesis to charismatic. Well, he's like the this, this was like a big, boring guy. This was a pretty guy. big year for him. He got to play uh, one of uh, his yeah. thought after roles in Dracula. But the, I got to say about and that. Then, oh, Renfield. Yeah. Right? Did you see we, that? we didn't see it. We, we tried watching it. We turned it off after five minutes. You didn't we like just it? weren't in the mood to watch it yeah. that night. Like, I'm sure it was. It was like it's it's pretty good. The humor I mean, was like slipping over on a banana and like. Really? <laughs> like yeah. He hits though in the movie. He's I'm so sure he good did. as we Dracula. We weren't in the mood for it, but I feel like if we were, then it would it like would have been good. Um, and he's also I don't even think it's him, but he's like a CG version of him in the Flash as Superman. Oh yeah, I heard about yeah. that. I haven't seen the Flash, but I know the yeah, cool. Which is also something that he was wanting to play of course yeah you know because <laughs> when you see nick nick cage you think superman yeah mm. what's your number yeah, 10? my number 10 is may december mm. is it on guys honorable list? mention for me it's on my list uh, i guess we can move on to like number nine lily barbie yeah not on my list oh it's not on your list it was an honorable mention for me oh I've, I just feel like it was too good to put as an honorable mention. I have like, honorable mention. I'm surprised yes. Barbie's not on your list. I thought it was really good. It was funny. Um, your f- boyfriend's in it. Yeah. I, I just really like Ryan Gosling. What do you mean your boyfriend? I, I was in it, and you were in it too. Oh, because he's literally me, yeah. 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 <laughs> we were all, we're all, we all have a little Ryan Gosling on us. Yeah. All right, so why, why did you... Uh, Why'd you pick Barbie? Yeah. It was heartwarming. I think as a girl, it felt like different than maybe you guys yeah, us you dudes do didn't put it you on wouldn't the list. get it you wouldn't get it <laughs> it's not um, a guy movie yeah it's not a guy I feel movie. like I feel like it kind of is though like like they well they put Ken into like make I okay, feel like it's an everybody say movie something but that hasn't been said women. this movie is like incredibly like a, like a such a like millennial movie yeah it is, you know it I mean? is that, so yeah true. it's like oh my god like dressing up in pink so existential so my life sucks uh, I'm especially like some of the jokes like the pride and yeah. prejudice joke I'm like yeah. No kid is gonna understand yeah. that, and Ryan Gosling's, of course, millennial icon. Yeah. Um, but you know, it makes sense. Well, I feel Fred like Gerwig is a millennial. The only reason it wasn't, again, I have it. I again, I have four honorable mentions. It it's on there. I really like yeah. it. Yeah. Part of me loves it. I think it's the perfect Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. They couldn't have made a better Barbie. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. I, I thought these theater experience. Which it was a lot of fun. Notch, too. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't be matched. Obviously, I guess I just feel like in the grand scheme of like, I tried films, rewatching it in in isolation though, and it's it wasn't kinda, as good. Like, I feel like it's, it's one of those that's movies what I'm that's saying. better like watching in a the concert. Theater. Yeah, 
Well, on with your no phone. One there. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like in, in the context of the theater with your friends or family, it's fun. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm gonna like remember it in 30 years as one of the great like yeah. cinematic experiences. But it's ever. funny because it had more hype than like so many. I'm afraid it's not gonna things. age. Well. Yeah, that, that's, that, was like crazy. It deserved the hype, and the advertising yeah. was great, like you said. Yeah, like the advertising I'm, was. I'm not but more sh- than most movies. Oh, not- the advertising was crazy, and it, it paid off. The movie made a lot of money, so I think yeah. the advertising helped in that. You couldn't go away from it for a good month. But I was, you know? I was so again. It didn't make the top ten for me, but I still really, really liked it, and mm-hmm. I'm so happy it did well because I know it's an IP. But like, I'd so much rather see this do well than a superhero, another movie. superhero movie, or another. I'm not shitting on superhero movies. I'm just saying like it's something slightly. F- I know it's an IP, but it just feels right. a little more. It feels a little fresh. Um, I thought Margot Robbie was great. Me you too. know, shout out her. You know, yeah. she's a producer, and I don't think they would have made it. If she wasn't, well, they were, she, who they were, else could be Barbie? No, they want to do, they wanna do uh, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer, yeah, but like they were not going to totally do that. Different movie. Yeah. That would have not been as popular. Not as even it close. Um, it would have been a totally different movie. Um, Ryan Gosling for Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars. There's a good chance he might. I, I mean, so. I, I he's definitely going to get nominated, but like winning for that role is kind of. I don't. I don't know. I don't think that's. I don't know. I don't okay, think well, it's possible. For me, it's either there's so many. Uh, whatever i'm not gonna yeah, go on a tangent, yeah. But there's so many great supporting actors this year de niro so, de niro the i can't remember the dude's michael sarah and barbie <laughs> <laughs> no no the may december that we just saw that guy was great I can't oh yeah his name. i can't forget, forget his name um, mark too. ruffalo and poor things willem dafoe mm-hmm. there's it was oh, really willem dafoe. yeah anyway um and there's a bunch of people in oppenheimer that that's could true win too um all right what i was gonna say i didn't I well, we'll get All right. we'll get to Oppenheimer. I'm sure. Actually, we can talk about it right now because it's the dual. It's not on my list. Is it on your guys' no, list? It's not on my list. Um, wait. So I thought, I thought it would be on your list, Lily, and I thought not. it would be on Justin's list. Lily, too. you're a number nine. You just said yeah. it's yeah. Barbie. Yeah. Who goes next? Me? No, but let's talk about Oppenheimer for a second. Okay. You, you said you felt like you were gonna say something. Okay. So Oppenheim- Oppenheimer was on my honorable mentions too. Yeah. Wow. It's, I'm surprised. What, what do you gotta say? What do you gotta say? Your, what do you gotta say? My list. Why do you gotta say about Oppenheimer? Though? I'm not a Nolan guy regularly. Yeah. I really did like this movie though. I thought it might. It's like top three of his for me. Uh-huh. I really liked it. I was just gonna say we were talking about supporting actors. I thought Robert Downey Jr. was not good in this movie. I thought he what? felt. Um, Especially when he was getting all big at the end and overacting, I just felt I, it just felt so like. But that's the whole thing with Nolan. That's like the whole thing. So I thought he was really good. Um, I thought he was really good. Like he was chewing way too much. It's a Nolan movie. You have to chew on the scenery. Yeah, that's all like, you can do I, in I a Nolan like movie. I liked Benny Safdie's scene chewing more. I thought Benny Safdie was a little bit. I don't know. Oh, you didn't like him in it. He was a little goofy for me. He's good, but like Oppenheimer was good. I, I yeah, uh, and and Cillian, Cillian Murphy was good. Um, I think I it's Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. Yeah, and the whole like Nolan thing where everything feels so big, I think actually worked for this movie because it was so. If it was gonna work for anything, it would be this. Yeah, the atomic yeah. bomb. You know, so I mean, I liked it. I I just um, it's funny. Barbie or Oppenheimer did not make my top ten. Yeah, none of them did too. I just. They, the hype was really motivating all, both of those movies. I feel like if there was no hype, maybe you would have thought differently. I also want to say I called it. I called this the prediction of this being a success way back in December last year. What, Oppenheimer? No, Barbie. And it felt, and I said it was going to be like the Lego movie, which it basically was. Even I, even I, having I Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's in the Lego movie, spoiler alert, at the end. Uh, he shows up real life, and he's like oh, the really? guy who creates all the Legos. <laughs> and he's he's basically God in the Lego universe. Which Same is, thing with here, yeah. Um, I'm excited for. I hope they do. A, I've, I've heard talks of a Ken sequel. I don't 
I don't see. I don't want any more Barbie stuff. I'm bar Barbied out. But I don't want to see a I, sequel, I feel, I feel like and a we're Ken probably sequel. gonna get one. Wait, what did you just say about Barbie? I've heard talks of a Ken sequel. That's so dumb. Like why? Because it was perfect as it is. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't, want, I don't want another. I don't think we need a sequel. His but arc is actually done too. Like what is? He I heard them, there, Yeah, there's I heard nothing them saying left that unsaid. he's gonna try to like talk to all the other. Like I, I, I thought this was kind of cute actually. Okay. He was gonna talk to all the other toys. Uh-huh. And like he's gonna go up to like Superman toy and like all the other macho toys and like try to like that's just like influence. superhero he's, shit he's, though. No, like not that's just, just like cameo no, bullshit. Not, no, not just like Superman, like GI Joe, like any yeah, that, big that's toy. Still, that's cameo and try bullshit. Try to like um you influence, Justin. Like, like give them Barbie's teachings. But Justin, you shit on superhero movies all the time. But this plot is basically just like what if. What if Ken met, met uh, G.I. Joe? It's an alternate Toy what if, Story. <laughs> yeah, it's like a multiverse yeah. thing. But it sounds Which kind of, we already got. Ken was already in Toy Story 3. He's great. Great character. Know, it sounds kind of... It sounds, I thought Played it by Michael kind of Keaton. Cute. Again, I don't oh, think we need a sequel. Yeah. Because it's so nice to have a standalone movie, but... And if, that's another thing. They already did the Ken joke in Toy Story 3. Him being like so eccentric and like, Hey, Barbie, I'm all this. And yeah. if you remember in Toy Story 3, Ken is like, uh, like a very show-offy guy and like basically like second villain. If you remember, it's been a while, so I don't um, remember too well. So that's why I mean, like, this film is not entirely original, in my opinion. Set design was great, though, on Barbie. Oh yeah, they they based the uh, set off of like nineteen fifties, like, like you know those, like those suburbia, suburban, yeah, like 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 beach uh, houses. Yeah, but the ones that yeah. all look the same, like those yeah. developments, like you know that movie, Vivarium. Um, yeah, like stuff like that, where mm. it's like very... Edward Scissorhands. Do you remember the town? Oh yeah, it's like yeah. the same thing. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, Peaches did not get on the Oscar shortlist, so can not be competing with Jack Black. Oh, that would have hit. The yeah, Oscar would, and Jack Black haven't got like a... It would have hit, but uh, it's not on. So Oppie didn't make it. Wait, should we do number nine for me? Yeah. Infinity Pool. That's on my list, too. We talked extensively, extensively on this, yeah, we on the to, podcast, probably actually. Probably don't need to go too in-depth about it, but, but yeah, it was a good movie. Um, it reminded me of his father's work, but also stood on its own. Performances were all great. Mia Goth was fun. Um, I liked the culty elements of it. I thought the psychedelic scenes were really good. And it was just a good, mean and lean thriller. Mean and lean. Yeah. Mean and motherfucking lean. I mean, it was so far... No, it's not on my list. It was so early in the year, so I was wondering if you guys... Have... I no. think that was actually in January. It was in January, yeah. 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 Damn. That was, so that was all right. a year ago. ago. That doesn't feel like a year ago. Um, Great cast. Jamesy. I know, that's what I was going to say. Mia Goth, <laughs> Queen as always. Um, I think we covered everything else. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, I thought it was cool that we saw it uh, with the Q&A and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. The fat heads that we have of them. <laughs> yeah. Do you still have those? I think I do. I may have them. Ours were like buried, buried over there somewhere. The um the door handle thing got ruined. Uh, I, you have the best one. You have Mia Goth. I know. Yeah, at I the know. screening, they gave us a, um, a door, like something to put on the door. And like fat yeah. heads of and it was Mia Goth yeah. face screaming. All right, number nine, Ethan. Okay, my number nine is a little film called Rotten in the Sun. I didn't uh, haven't oh, seen you it. told us about that, but I yeah, it's 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 an underrated film of this year. That's the I the, think there's a bird on the cover, right? Yeah, there's a bird in the body bag. It's very interesting. Um, but it's I've never seen a movie quite like this. So, the director of the film also stars in it as himself. It's not like he's a celebrity or, or anything, but he's just like a struggling creative type and for inspiration he goes to a gay nudist beach and uh encounters an influencer and shit happens i'll just say that and then 
one of the characters has to deal with that. So is it like a thriller? It's best if you go into this movie completely blind because it, what makes it so interesting is the, the anticipation of what what's going to happen. Did you uh, see it in theaters? No, it was on movie. Interesting film. But it's really hard to describe, quite honestly. For me, number eight was Priscilla. Um, we saw this all together. I don't know if it made any of your lists. No. No, no. Typical um, typical guys not putting Priscilla on the Lord list, Barbie. too. <laughs> wow. Um, I really liked it a lot. There were so many details of it that were, like, just really well thought out and great. Like, the scene with the perfume. Like, when she, her, she had her perfume and they just, like, showed it in the background and then... They had Elvis um, compliment another girl on the perfume, and then it happened to be like the same one as hers, stuff like that. Um, but I just, I really liked it. The whole aesthetic of it, everything. Sofia Coppola's uh, biopic about uh, Elvis Presley's wife, who at the time they met was 14, and it's a very interesting relationship. And uh, I like it better than Elvis. Oh, you do? I'll say that. I really like and. The performance and the about movie. This, no. I like them about the same, you, but I, I think... I know you're the Austin Butler fanboy, too. too. It's just, it's but, like, look at that record. You look at that record, you tell me who you see more. Wait, I see, I see Austin Butler more. Austin I do. How do you see, no. I just think he's... Jacob Bellardi was, was a character. His face is too... He was a character. Jacob Bellardi. A caricature? Yeah. He was still great. I don't yeah. think he was a caricature. He was, he was I think very he was good, but I feel like he, he was so one note. He was just doing the voice and He was just doing, like... Yeah, but he didn't have, like, the energy. There's no nuance. There's no nuance. There's... What nuance does does Austin Butler had a ton of okay, nuance. but it worked for the movie because what it would be weird. It would be weird if Austin Butler was Elvis in this movie yeah, because okay. it wasn't about him. They didn't want someone yeah, over the top. It was perfect for the respective movies, but they're it's hard, different performances. It's hard to compare. They're hard to compare, but I, I I do prefer this one. I like this movie. I mean, I I prefer the Elvis one because I feel like that the glitz and the glam and the Baz Luhrmann aesthetic I think fits Elvis better than this movie does. This basically remakes the movie. about Elvis in this movie? No, I know, but if you're comparing this to the Elvis movie, I'm just yeah. saying that's why I like yeah. that movie. This movie felt like, you know, it had a lot, more of, isolated. A lot, a lot of shoegaze and Spaceman 3 and like a lot of mm -hmm. 90s music. It had yeah. no Elvis music, which was interesting, but the soundtrack was actually very good. Anyway, it was a good movie. I didn't love the portrayal of, of Priscilla. I get the whole point of the movie was that she was supposed to be she didn't have much of of a of a personality herself because she you know met elvis so young so she wasn't able to really grow and she kind of just took in his struggles and his ideologies and she felt like she couldn't be herself but i feel like i kind of wanted to see more of her and it's all about her. her no i know but i feel I like what more mean. do you want to see because well, it didn't really show like her personality or her interests yes or, personality well, yeah but like she was talking to the girls. She can't have she she can't have a person that she is. That was the point. This point that was the point. Was I get the, it, but I feel like to see a biopic like that feels the, weird. I think the point of it was the message. Yeah. I, I agree, and I get the message, and I liked it for that. I yeah. think that's just. It, it, I feel like it doesn't it, make it for an little, exciting life. No, it made it for okay. very, which was yeah. the point. But it was kind of an isolating but experience. You, I thought it was cool to see. What made it interesting to me, and what made it entertaining to watch, even though it's you know if i describe it it's rather boring is seeing what she sees from like just elvis you know what like it it's basically nothing you it, it's basically you just see his career progress yeah. from a, a in a way that it's kind of baffling you know it's not like the movie it's not like the elvis movie it's it's, uh, it's she's completely missing everything yeah. the only time she sees him when he's not there is magazines and that's yeah. it 
and movies if it's, you could. Uh, it's like being depressed in beautiful, lavish yeah. spaces. Um, I don't know. And it, like after COVID, I think this movie would hit a yeah. lot more. Uh, again, I liked, I liked it a yeah. lot. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm just saying that was my gripe with it. But I, I get that's the point. So, that, Lily, that was your... That was my eight. eight. Okay. I'll do my eight. May, December was my eight. Mm-hmm. Um, you said this was your... Yeah. So, this is from Todd, uh, filmmaker Todd Haynes. Um, it's a... Well, it's been argued what it actually is. Is it a melodrama? Is it camp? I think it's a bit of a both. tonal yeah. chameleon. I think it's like... It is what you th- you make it out to be. If you want to go into it thinking it's a comedy, you could absolutely go into it. Well, and the music laugh. I think makes it so melodramatic and soap opery that yeah. it's hard to ignore that. But I love the yeah. music and all that stuff. But oh my god, red hot dogs and the list. Yeah, but I thought the uh, it genuinely was heartbreaking at parts too. Like the yeah. I thought the again I can't remember the, especially with the guy. I don't I remember, remember his, his name, either, but his but... performance and that whole storyline was really impactful. Well, the fact that it's well, a and... true story is like. In the same way Lynch is hard to describe, I feel like this movie is a little hard to describe because you're not sure whether you, you want to laugh. I feel or, bad. Like all, it's, feel all, bad. it's a lot of things. I think it's like Dream Scenario and like that where it balances a lot of tones pretty well. But where Dream Scenario was, you go from tone to tone. This is all the tones at once, so it's confusing. Yeah. But Todd Haynes is a great director. And, you know, if you've seen movies like Carol or... Um, the Velvet Underground. Velvet Underground documentary yeah. that he did. Or um, he did a documentary. I mean, not a documentary. A movie with like dolls um mm-hmm. and i don't know he's a great director and i feel like this fits in with his usual themes and uh, visual language so if you're a fan of his stuff this is definitely worth checking out you had it on your list somewhere right no no i, I had it at number 10 at a number, you had a number 10. 10 okay um yeah over a rewatch just seeing uh what julianne moore is doing is just like it's such a f- great performance all three central performances were really yeah good. yeah um, it, she reminds me of uh, Amber in yeah. uh, in uh, in Boogie Nights. Well, even though I she's think she's, mom. Like, she's a great actress, <laughs> and I feel like she's she's not like so one note or something like yeah. that. But I feel like she always comes across as like. Well, she yeah, I know. Well, no, she always there's always like some sort of like yeah. weird sexual, sexual undertone mom thing going with, on. Yeah, yeah, like I think it has to do with that role. Even well, like, have like, you seen Sharper? Sharper. Yeah, I really like Sharper. <laughs> oh, there's another one, Maps of the Stars, Cronenberg. Yeah. Movie, the same kind. Yeah, she's, yeah. All right, what's your eight? Um, oh, Passages. This is... Um, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, we wanted to see that, yeah, and a, we just didn't see that. I feel like a, I would love this movie. Yeah. It's like a French film. It's like a kind of like a slice of life film that follows. I believe it's a movie director, filmmaker. Um, He's in a... Pretty sure he's bisexual, but he's in a gay relationship with another man. And the whole other movie is like a love triangle between the two of them and another woman. Um, and it's just a very like, like I said, slice of life, melodrama, very sexy though. I wouldn't call it a porno, but I really loved it. I, I really can't say it. anything about it because I haven't seen it, but yeah, I really want to. I really to. want to see it. Too. I had it on my list. We were just busy when it was in cinemas, and we just didn't get the chance to. But um, I know the girl in it is very good. Oh, yeah. Um, the, Everyone's in it. The, the main actress. guy is really good in it, too. Um, Franz Rogarski and Ben Wishaw, who played oh, yeah, ben Wishaw. part. Lily. Oh, number seven for me was Killers of the Flower Moon. Let's yeah. wait until we get to you then. What about you? Okay, my seven was the holdovers. Yeah, oh, that was on my guy. list too. 
Um, the perfect fall movie works for Thanksgiving, I think it's holiday, Christmas, I think it's holiday from, movie, like, New Year's, like Thanksgiving, yeah. like onwards. Like it was just so good. And I feel it like it's like a classic. It could be a classic, yeah. It feels like I could watch this yearly. It feels like it, it'll be a, um, just like remembered as a classic. Performances are great. Has a really nice um, atmosphere. It's heartwarming. It's sad. Um, it's nostalgic. It feels very cozy. Um, it feels very cozy. Mm-hmm. It uh, captures the, the era well, the 70s. Yeah. Um, the Paul Giamatti's good, and the newcomer, the kid, is good. Um, yeah, just a really good movie that you kind of want to see around this year. I feel like we need, if you want to see a warm, cozy holiday movie that is a little sad, but ultimately um, hopeful, I think this is your movie it's like and it was also funny too a good christmas movie for those who Very don't want to see elf like it's it's the opposite end of the spectrum you know? yeah that's why i like movies like this for the holidays because yeah. I, and i feel like there's not enough of them yeah. there's not enough yeah. like this is like a good it's always it's always christmas smolts yeah and I'm, yeah. I'm 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 i don't know as i get older i'm just getting tired of that to be honest with you every christmas movie having a some sort of Christmas schmaltz. So I, I get why this you're a little schmaltz, bit anti-Home Alone. This had schmaltz on a different level, though. Yeah, but it was like yeah. an adult version. Yeah, mm. it was yeah, yeah. maybe adult schmaltz. I don't know. It wasn't More like... Mature, but like there was no one talking about the Christmas spirit. No, The spirit no. of Christmas what, in this movie. Yeah, that's why I liked it. I guess. Also, okay, em, I know this is not related, but Emma Otter's Jugman Christmas. That's why I want you to watch it. It feels like this movie. Yeah, movie, yeah for a Christmas okay. special. It's a stop-motion Christmas special, but it has the same... Even though it's like a stop-motion... Yeah, this is one of my favorite movies of the year. It's not deep or profound, but it's it's just a really great, 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 great time. And sometimes that's all you need. Instant classic Christmas movie for me. So I'm probably going to watch this like for the rest of my life every Christmas. Yeah, um, yeah. The Holdovers, um, Alexander Payne's new movie. Check it out. If, you're, if you like coming-of-age movies as well. It's a coming-of-age yeah. uh, movie that takes place in the 70s. Is it my number? T- my number Your seven. Number seven. Oh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Now, this this might not interest any of you guys because uh, you're not into superheroes. You're wrong. Like it's that. number one on my list. You saw it? No, I'm joking. Oh, I was honestly very genuinely <laughs> excited. But um, if you gave it a shot, I'm sure you would like it. But you, I'm not gonna. I'm I heard gonna it. Push you to watch. I heard it. it was good though, and I'm sure I would like um, it. it. The animation is insane. Um, like. I can't believe like I don't know it, it's it there's just so many beautiful sequences and j- it blows your mind mind blowing is is how I can describe it it's a feast on the eyes and is also a great damn story as well yeah Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse uh, one of the most popular movies of the year so I, I I don't I don't know why I'm describing it like it's some obscure thing but yeah just a little correction here it's actually across the Spider-Verse not into Number six for me was Divinity. Oh, shit, really? it's not on my list. Oh, but you forgot about it? It's all. It would have been on my fucking yeah. list. Yeah, you forget about forgot it? about it. Oh. Divinity was was, was an honorable how, mention. I don't even know how to describe. Divinity is an all right. experimental <sighs> art film, but it's like it's it's black and white, but like it's a sci-fi on it or like old yeah. sci-fi movie. I wouldn't okay. I, I said it was an art film. I wouldn't call it an art film. It has an art aesthetics. It's like an yeah. artsy aesthetic, yeah. but like it's a sci-fi movie about a doctor who creates this drug, and the drug. Um, yeah, it's kills like immortality baby. or yeah, something like that. Immortality and like yeah, lifelong beauty and. He tortures success. this guy in his basement, right, or in, in his his little cellar. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. 
he, it's a he crazy holds him captive because of it's yeah. Like, it's so hard to. Describe. It's a crazy sci-fi B movie, but in in like an art house aesthetic. Because it relies so much on the like the mood and the visuals, yeah. so it's like hard to describe. It's a cool midnight movie produced but. by Steven Soderbergh. Uh, I believe it, sh- it looks like a shot on film. It Eddie. stars Frankie from uh, Hannah Montana. Eddie Alcazar. And, um, <laughs> and Bella Thorne. And Bella oh, yeah, yeah. It has two Disney star. Channel stars. And yeah. who's, who's our guy? The director is Eddie Alcazar. Oh, no. oh shit. What's our, Wait, what's our guy's I, name? On. I have to find <laughs> Hold on. Let me just look at the cast real quick. Justin looks so mad that he forgot about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you have Emily Willis, who's an adult actress. Um, you have yeah. Bella Thorne, who's a Dis- <laughs> known to be a Disney actress. You have Mike O'Hearn, who's that's the guy. That's the Rico from. No, Michael Hearn is. Oh, Michael Hearn. Michael is... Hearn is the professional bodybuilder guy. Oh. I mean. Qu- Michael Hearn. That's a that's a man's Mike, name. Mike O'Hearn. Mike O'Hearn. Is he like, is he like, Irish? I think that sounds like an Irish last name. And then you have um, Stephen Dorff, who's like probably the the you know the actual the big actor here. Rico from Hannah Montana. I'm thinking it's just a, it's a crazy cast, but. Um, the score yeah. is great. I love the score. It's by uh, DJ Muggs. It's a really cool fight scene. From Cypress Hill and Dean Hurley. Who's really cool fight scene. David Lynch collaborator. The yeah, fight right? scene, uh, the stop motion fight scene is awesome. I can go on about this movie, but um, it's really good. Um, it's not very deep or anything like that. But it, no, it's a it B is, movie. It it's a B movie. It's an aesthetic wonderland. So what would be your six now? Lily, was that yours? That was my six. Okay. Okay. Uh, mine is John Wick Chapter Four. Haven't seen any of them, so I can't contribute to. That. I saw it. But... I to be funny enough, this was the only one I saw yeah. out of the series. I thought it was really good as far as like action goes, but I really wasn't. I couldn't really connect with the story at all because one, I didn't see the sequels. I mean, the previous yeah. movies, and two, I thought the story was just very by the numbers. You know, John Wick is on the run and then has a duel at the end. I thought it was pretty epic. But there's a lot of stuff in between that's pretty epic, yes. I thought the runtime... The runtime was a little bit... No, I disagree. I really? Was it like three hours? Yeah. yeah it, it, but it's, it it's almost epic. all action, though. It's actually almost all action. The whole time? It? Yeah. Which is... It gets a little bit uh, exhausting. But the but the, the reason why it doesn't get exhausting for me is because yeah. the action set pieces are so well choreographed mm-hmm. and they're so inventive and they're always going to a new location and they're so Keanu Reeves has such, such physicality and all the other actors here as well and also I love it the it pays homage to a lot of other classic film genres like film noir there's and, a Lawrence of Arabia reference uh, yeah, in the Lawrence beginning Arabia, there and then it has like a lot of I think there's anime references in here and there's a uh, west like spaghetti western references and I feel like it it doesn't just Reference them, I'm like, oh, I'm doing yeah. this thing now. It was very um, subtle, and it, it just all felt natural to the world. It, but it, it was very cool as a film fan. And I, I just think that being a fan of the first three movies, this just felt like such a great culmination, and it was a great payoff. First one turns 10 years old next year. Wow. And I, yeah. I, I know they're talking about making another one, possibly. That would oh, ruin it. It would ruin that it, because the ending it. of this, I'm not yeah. going to get into it, just in case. But, you know, um, I mean, but there's a spinoff coming next, next yeah. year with... Uh, yeah, um, Anna, Anna de Armas, which, which feels weird because this feels so. But like she can kick movie. ass, dude. Could, I don't know if you, I don't know if you James could Bond. see James know, Bond yeah, movie, but like that was probably the best part of that that James Bond movie. Um, and also, just aesthetically, this movie's great. The colors, the neon colors, yeah. the uh, 
the sets, the steps, the clothing, the Johnny steps, outfits scenes. are awesome. Donnie Yen, Donnie Yen's a big star. Yeah. Um, the, the villain was a little bit score. one note though. I know uh, I like he was villain. great. He's a good he's a good character actor, but uh, I'm losing his name. Alex Skarsgård, right? Right. One of the Skarsgårds. Yeah. Oh, Bill. Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Um, I like I like his him character though. was just one note though. Unfortunately, his suits were immaculate. Though. He had some <laughs> crazy suits. He's he's like a evil French his guy. Was and uh, and the accent. It's like so over the top, but I feel like it worked. You know what other over the top villain? The guy with the fat suit. That would that guy hit. Oh, that guy club, was great. Right? Yeah. Atkins, I think is the name. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, what I'm saying. A lot of great characters. Very memorable. Yeah. A lot of character actors. Um, and they use Keanu Reeves to the best of his abilities. I don't think he's uh-huh. a great actor or anything like that, but I think he has such great physicality. So he's great in fight scenes, obviously. And then when he does have dialogue scenes, when he, you know, John Wick has a specific way of speaking that's perfect for Keanu's range. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's like, but it's it's yeah. That's what you want in this kind of movie, and he just, he, I think he delivers, and the movie delivers um, immensely in that regard. I, I I loved him. I think this will be the role that he's remembered if you yeah, go back a hundred years. Yeah. Which is crazy because the Matrix was so big and he kind of almost fell out of popularity after that. Yeah. It's pretty cool to say. He's also an action star in the night. It would speed. I've never seen the. Yeah, but the first John Wick was a low budget movie. For this to be a right. big franchise now is pretty cool. Um, they really shouldn't bring it back. Though. I hundred percent like, agree. He can just do another action movie. It probably wouldn't be. A, it wouldn't be a, like as much of yeah. a box office success but he could still do action if but he you wanted had to four of these i mean that's a yeah. good amount you don't have to keep stretching it out that's hollywood though hollywood's yeah. always gonna want uh, more right, um, your six and i want to say one more thing it's like this is the fir- perfect blueprint for like a video game movie it especially is. shooters um like just follow this and then you'll be good how to blow up a pipeline is number six this is a heist movie about a, a bunch of uh, environmental uh activists who uh, attempt to blow up a pipeline in a town uh, to spike gas prices so they, you know, that no one wants to buy gas and turn into electric and stuff like that. What's it called again? How to blow up how, it Sounds interesting. How to I blow like up movies a pipeline. Like I never um, heard of this. It's, it's a heist movie. It's just an ice movie about that. Um, it's like Where'd not afraid this? about its politics, though. It's very like pro environment. It's like just at any cost. A Clifton Commons in New Jersey, uh, the New York, New Jersey movie theater. They were oh, showing so it, was it. One of those, like, but they were theaters. Uh, no, it was an AMC, but oh. like it was, it was one of those movies that it's crazy it was weird. The, like the distribution was weird. It came out, I believe, and I don't know when it came. It came out March, April, I think. I want to say, I want to say April, um, with no fanfare essentially, and it kind of just dropped on streaming. But it was really, really good. It keeps you on the edge of the seat. Um, the cast is really good and diverse, and just. I really liked it. It's a great heist movie. Sounds interesting. And it's like Safdie Brothers inspired it. too. We might want to show it. Yeah. It's smart and and it's 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 like fun too. It's like a popcorn movie if you really want to watch it that way too. Um, and that's my those are my favorite types of movies. Um, but yeah, How to Blow Up a Pipeline. It technically came out in 2022 in festivals, but it released in 2023. So. Six. Six. So my five is Infinity Pool. I know we talked about it already. Yeah. My number five was The Boy and the Heron. I didn't see that. I told Haven't you about it. it. Uh, I've never seen an anime movie or Japanese animated movie before, ever. I tried watching them, and I just couldn't get into it. Um, which ones have you tried before? The one that you suggested Cowboy to Cowboy Beep? That's a movie, Beep. though. But we just saw it, show. like, we saw, like, one episode. I feel like you we need to like, see no, at least... Saw, no, that's not true. We saw, like, three or four. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. 
Um, I guess I haven't really watched movies, but I mean, I couldn't get into Cowboy Bebop, and I couldn't get into Death Note, which another friend recommended. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that one's a little bit more hard to get And I don't know. I just feel like the whole, like, vibe of it was never my thing. Uh-huh. I always thought, oh, this is like kind of like nerdy like but this okay the studio ghibli stuff is a little bit different than like traditional anime like this was made for kids as well too or like meant to be made for kids too Mm -hmm. like i think a good equivalent of studio ghibli is pixar than more than anime uh, you think so i was gonna say have you seen have you seen like i'm talking about early i'm talking about i know pixar has kind of ruined their reputation but like I'm talking about early Pixar, where it's like very thought-provoking, like a movie like Wall-E. Well, let me uh, like let that. me get into that. Yeah, because well, I wanted to say I never cared for anime before that I've seen, but this I really loved. I I I don't see the Pixar comparison that much, just because this felt so much more sophisticated. And while it was maybe see that's kids, what I mean. You, no, see, no, Pixar I mean, is, is sophisticated. Yeah, but this, was, this was existential, like to to. Uh, you don't think Wally's no, existential? You don't. I don't even think this Wally is, a kid. is existential. Yeah, Wally no, is, is existential. It is, but, but Wally's is ex- Wally's existential in a way that a kid would comprehend. I feel like this movie is not even a kid's movie. I don't think. Oh, okay. I don't even think a kid would understand what's happening in this movie okay. at all yeah. like that it wouldn't it's not no i know some studio julie movies are towards kids but yeah ma- I'm, maybe i'm thinking of like my neighbor totoro or something like yeah. that or po- ponyo or something like this that had fun animation and stuff so right. maybe but it got pretty dark it was very hypnotic it the animation was beautiful um it just felt like i like i feel like the best cinema is movies that take me somewhere and i felt like i was just in another world that's oh, in the soundtrack um this was just a very beautiful movie that i feel like um, all the elements of cinema came together well, the visuals, the music, the story, and it made me feel a lot of things. And it was also fun to watch, but very hypnotic. It felt almost like you were on a psychedelic trip or something like that. It was very, um, it was way too trippy to be a kid's movie, in, in my opinion. Okay. Maybe when you, if you ever get to it, you'll, you know, yeah. you'll know what I mean. Um, I definitely do want to check out Studio Ghibli. And um, you know, it's worth saying that the director, Miyazaki, um, Again, I gotta go back and watch all of Spirit Away. I gotta watch all of his movies now, but he's said he's gonna retire like so many times, and he's old. So for this to, you know, for him to make this movie at his age, and for it to do as well at the box office that it did, as it did, I just think it's a, a great feat. But the soundtrack, and also, not to nerd out too much, but I went to, um, you know, look up um, the other scores and stuff from other studio ghibli movies and i heard the composer that does a lot of them is joe uh hisashi and man all of this guy's music is awesome so like like i heard a lot of the i haven't even seen the other movies shout out joe shout out joe like he did this song one summer's day for spirited away which mm-hmm. i haven't seen but damn it's just some beautiful music and it has that japanese thing that um it's a reason why i love um like Jap- Japanese contemporary um, composers, um, like for instance, um, I'm a big fan of uh, what's his name. Um, this is so off topic, but um, damn, what's this guy's name? <laughs> Sorry, Ryu uh, uh, Sakamoto. Um, and I'm, I'm the only reason I'm talking about this, not to branch off too much, but I saw at the New York Film Festival there's a movie about um, a concert film of his about uh, Ryuichi Sakamoto's music, and I'm probably butchering the pronunciation. But anyway, 
the music was great, singular. The visuals were great, singular. The story, the animation, um, and everything felt tangible. Like there was fire in the movie, you felt it. Um, I, it was very immersive, um, beautiful movie. The Boy and the Heron. Justin's number five. Number five is Theater Camp, which is a surprise for me. I really like Theater Camp. Um, similar to The Holdovers, it's not very profound or like a deep movie. Really I thought The Holdovers was deep. But I don't know. Holdovers is not like a holders. A holdovers is like a longhorn steak, you know. <laughs> holdovers is not like a like a a deep deep movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a longhorn steak. It's not a, a high end steak from a fancy restaurant. But it's still good. It's still sophisticated enough. Um, it's not. A, it's not an outback steak. <laughs> or a Texas Roadhouse steak. Is that better than longhorn? No, I think longhorn's better. Yeah. So yeah. I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's, yeah it's not an Applebee's yeah, steak. Yeah. It's not like that. Applebee's steak would be like Maestro this Longhorn year. Longhorn is the best of the uh, Applebee's chain Applebee's is, is, is more of a Maestro this year. Uh, what would you say? Longhorn is the best steak that, of the chain restaurants. Yes. Yeah. I had, Lorne, I had Lorne, Longhorn learn recently at So It Was On The Mind. What would you say? Joaquin Phoenix took six years to learn how to conduct. Bradley Cooper. Oh, what the hell am I saying? <laughs> I got a mix up with Napoleon. What would you say? <laughs> I got a mix up with Napoleon. Bradley Cooper oh. took six Bradley years. Bradley Cooper took six years. Um, to learn how to conduct. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know why this movie is like, I haven't seen it yet, and I, maybe yeah. I will. But Bradley Cooper and the whole thing just seems so do you, pretentious. Do you, do you like Applebee's steak? If that's what this is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even joking. Did, you saw it? Yeah, it was good, but it was, it got good towards the end, which is a good thing, you know, for a movie to end off strong. But like, the, the, the beginning is very rocky. And I, I'm all for putting hard work into your film. Like, I appreciate that he took the time to learn it and stuff. Yeah. But like, it, it almost just feels like he comes off as a tryhard. He comes try off hard. as a exactly, tryhard. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, and this movie is—it is, was very showy. It's not. It didn't make my it's list. Like, oh, I'm but making it, an old Hollywood movie with black and white, and it's just Leonard Bernstein. Leonard Bernstein. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carrie Mulligan is so good in it, though. Yeah. I really like, like her. She's always MVP. Good. MVP. Oh, oh my God! None what? of us. A, oh, Saltburn? No one mentions Saltburn. Oh, shit. That was an all honorable mention. Yeah, it was really good, but yeah. Carrie Mulligan's great in that. Too. The movie makes no fucking yeah, sense, though. Yeah, but she hits. Yeah, she hits. She hits. Her hair was, like, so cool in that Her makeup is, like... Makeup? She is... Oh, I, <laughs> I like I when... Like, I, looked at, I was, like, blown away. I was, like... Rosamund Pike was, like, you know, she she's an airhead, but you would never know because she's so elegantly dressed. Saltburn didn't make my list because the movie... The more you think about it, the more you think about... What? I said it made none of our lists. Yeah, made none of our lists. Because the more you think about it... The more it sucks. The more... Can we have a little bit? Yeah. I, the more it just doesn't make any sense. Um, Murder on the Dance Floor, though. That song hit. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And the MGM song hit, too. Even though it takes place in, in 2009, 2006, and uh, that album didn't come out until... Um, Do you like MGM? Yeah. So, yeah... Uh, Theater Camp is another Longhorn steak for me, of a movie. I I, I really liked it. Um, it was sweet and like, I'm not gonna. I got emotional towards the end. I thought it was a, a little sweet that 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 song that they sung. Uh, Camp isn't home, but isn't it kind of? I think it kind of is. Um, the girl is good. I can't think of her name. Oh, she's the director too. Yeah. She co-directed. Um, and Ben Platt. Oh, she's also yeah. in The Bear. Oh, she is. Yeah. Okay. I remember she was in Shiva Baby as well. I'll look up her name. 
um i thought the guy who played the jock he plays a jock in a lot of movies uh, uh Wait, was bodies 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 this year no, no. Oh. that was one that that you when you were making the list last year you were like oh shit i forgot that one because i <laughs> really? put it on my list yeah because i thought that just happened again yeah. Oh, yeah yeah molly gordon is her name yeah, um it. and nick uh lieberman is uh the directors of theater camp i really liked it um I took drama class in high school too for uh, two uh, semesters, so that might have a thing to it too because it kind of encapsulates like the cringe nature of a uh, of theater sometimes. And um, I like a film that's not afraid to make poke fun of it at itself, but still represent it in a genuine way. Uh, for the holdovers. Okay. Which we yes, discussed yeah. already. What would you be here for? Uh, my fourth is Godzilla minus one. Haven't Ooh. seen it. I'm really upset that Justin hey, went without me. It. I love Godzilla minus yeah. one, and I I normally don't even see blockbusters. I normally don't love crowd pleasing movies. Yeah. I typically tend to watch art house movies or dramas or independent stuff. Or if I am watching a big budget movie, it'll be something like Hills of the Flower Moon or Oppenheimer or something like that. But I just heard so much in hype about Godzilla minus yeah. one. Everybody was talking about it. And also, I just like Godzilla as a property. Like, the American ones are kind of shitty, but like, the original one is cool. And like, I like. Didn't the you whole... like a? Didn't you like the Godzilla versus? Yeah, Kong? I mean, it was shitty, but I, I <laughs> thought it was like so shitty that it was kind of fun. Yeah. But it's not good. Completely different movie. From but I this. think the. Uh, well, this the... one was more serious, right? Was oh important. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah. Godzilla versus Kong was like fun. It was a joke. And... Yeah. The 2014 Godzilla was okay too. But anyway. See, that is what I expected. I, that that. This one right here, the Godzilla minus one, is what I expected the 2014 to be way mm. back when. Like, this Godzilla is scary. Yeah, it is they scary. They finally went back to, like, serious Godzilla. Yeah. And this that hasn't been Godzilla's done. Godzilla's chasing the boat? Yeah. Like, damn. Okay, when he's chasing the boat, is that's frightening. Yeah, it's scary. The, the female lead is uh, in the train. That whole sequence yeah. when he's terrorizing the city is horrifying and... Oh. And I don't want to talk about like I I, yeah yeah so I, I don't want to this. give so much away but like but the, like, the, mm -hmm. like this if this wasn't even a Godzilla movie this is about like the war or like some, great like, the great other... acting by the kid yeah the kid is great acting. but <laughs> yeah. like the characters like I was so I cared about them so much yeah. and it felt like such a classic it felt like old it felt cinema. like an old classic it felt Hollywood like old cinema yeah. yeah it felt like like wow I was just so surprised and over the moon to see a blockbuster that felt like mm -hmm. like old cinema that you cared what was happening and the, the story beats were great and and it was it was artfully made the location the cinematography that was all great the score was really good um i just i felt a the lot sweaters, of sweaters sweaters that the woman was wearing i noticed yeah. that was like that's very like 1940s and like, the stuff with the whole like the kamikaze and the way they kind of bring that into the storyline yeah was really interesting um and for a godzilla movie it was scary and you you had godzilla doing what he wanted to do but it wasn't just a great action movie or a great Godzilla movie. It was a great movie, and there's a lot of drama, a lot of heart. And I'd recommend this to pretty much anyone who just wants to see something that, you know, is memorable and that you'll feel something. I, I, I can't recommend this movie enough. And out of any movie on my list, even though it isn't Japanese and the subtitles, and, you know, we live in America, obviously, and some people don't want to see it. Is it in black and white? No, but they're actually doing a version in black yeah. and white. Oh. But oh. as much as, you know, it is Japanese and... Isn't there a dubbed version? 
You don't even need to honestly. No, you, no but um, like you don't even really need to understand. Like read most of the movie to understand what's going on. Well, I was just gonna say I'd, I'd recommend like, this tell... movie more than any other movie on this list, just because I feel like it's so agreeably good that like yeah, it doesn't have to be your style of movie. It's just a good movie. There's mm-hmm. no like question about that. It's not like like John Wick is very like aesthetic based. If it was English, this would be one of the biggest movies yeah. of the year. This movie, I just love yeah. this movie, and I. I you know, Lily, I wish you. I hope we can. I hope there's time to like rewatch it because yeah, I, I hope you can see it because I, I loved it so much. It. And I feel like. Don't be a sequel. I feel like probably. I do want to see it. Make a sequel. But seeing this at home would just not do the same thing. Poor Things was number four for me. Number three, Lily? Oh, what, what was your. Oh, yours was. Got, yeah. That was my four. My number three. Oh, my number three was Talk to Me. Um, oh, wow. What, you guys forgot about it? No, no I didn't forget about it. It's just not. I loved this movie. I thought it was so good. I love horror movies in general. So I guess I'm a little biased, but I really, really, really liked this movie. I thought it was like a different way of doing a horror movie. Yeah, a different um, way of doing like possession. And it was possession like possession is always like a, a different way of doing possession. Way, and yeah. I feel like possession. I don't usually love possession movies. Like, I mean, I enjoy watching them, but they're not my number one favorite. Um, so I thought this was like a unique way of doing it, and it felt yeah. instantly iconic. Yeah, I really did, like and I thought hand, it was really actually scary. Like, yeah, like. Movies it's, don't really a, scare me that much, but that one to this scene, movie. you know that one scene where he's in like hell and there's like all those there's like flashbacks. Yeah, that, yeah, that was like yeah. really just disturbing. I thought this movie got under my skin a lot and I felt like creeped out that night when we came yeah. back. How about um, you? It's not on my list, but it's, it's, on yeah, your it's list. A, no, it's a good movie though. Um, Chilling ending. And the, too. the song the is iconic. Really the, song the song is iconic. Yeah, it's it's turned it's turned into like a TikTok, a TikTok song. song. I know. But it's actually really good and um I made by like YouTubers, it was definitely by like, directed by YouTubers. It showed that it was Gen Z and there's people on their phones, but like, yeah. it didn't like bother me. I thought that it was just really well done. That the talk to me trend was like a, a like a Snapchat, yeah, I think TikTok thing. I don't know. They were on Snapchat. Yeah, though. it was a good way. Like Gen Z movies are often cringe. Yeah, but, but I, this wasn't. cringe. No, it wasn't. And it's not on my list, and I don't have much to say about it. But it was a great horror like, movie. I was scrolling through yeah. Instagram Reels this morning and i saw like a kid like light himself on fire and jump into a lake i'm like that 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 gives me talk to yeah, me vibes does, you know um and the, everyone like... everyone around him was filming him which was crazy like it just reminded me of this movie and i think it's a good sign of a a movie that defines the times i feel like it was a little bit underrated i i know it was on yeah. tiktok but I don't know. I just thought it was a really, really good horror. Always horror gets movie. underrated. Yeah. No one's gonna mention horror I movie feel like being this a might good. Be the best horror movie. I mean, of the year traditional horror movie of the year. I like Divinity well, and, and Infinity Pool were a little had horror yeah. elements, but they were you know more. Well, this was definitely only, this was definitely this like wasn't a big yeah. year for horror. I don't think. No, last year last had year way was, more. But yeah. yeah, yeah. As far as traditional horror movies go, this was probably the best horror. movie. I feel like year. I even liked this more than Barbarian, and that was like high yeah. last year. I liked Barbarian more, but. I don't know. I really, I'm, I really like this movie. Talk to me really sticks with you. That's yeah. the thing. Like the performance by the lead is also really good, and like I just thought it was so creepy. Like, hella. Yeah, it's ugh, and like ugh, it's really. Gr- it gets dreadful. really under your skin. It's like, like, it's it is dreadful. dreadful. It's it like gets, I don't like. It's a very dreadful yeah, feeling. Not yeah. existential, just like actually dreadful. What would uh, number three would be? Oh, my number three would be um, this movie called The Innocent. It, it is a French movie. Uh, Lily, you saw it with me. I'm biased because I happen to like these kinds of movies. It reminded me, like Drive was one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of that. And this, in, more in the uh, aesthetic, not in the uh, 
not in like the darkness of it or something. It kind of right. like Drive or the Guest or like those kind of like neon like synth score like throw. What is it movies. about? What is it about? And the, and the I'll tell you the uh, the plot is so interesting. I'll read you the okay. synopsis. Yeah. When a prison drama teacher marries one of the inmates, her son begins to wonder if the ex con is still a criminal or if he's actually rehabilitated. So the whole oh, movie okay. is about. Like, That's interesting. You're like wondering, is he a good guy or is he? Is he a bad guy? A and, bad the, and the guy. son is just trying to like spy on the dad, pretty much, to see if he there's, there's, is good or not. It was yeah. more of a drama. Yeah. yeah, but it was also really funny. Yeah, it was. It was funny. funny. It was yeah. also really sad and emotional. It was okay. sad and emotional. Like I feel like the son and the dad, even though he thought he was a he, he was a criminal, and even though he was like onto him, and he, he uh, in the beginning he, he like got feelings for him. What made yeah. you want to watch this? Well, I love French cinema. Right. The trailer looked like, again, it had like a synth score and flashy titles. And um, the lead actor, who's also the director, Louis Garrel, is cool. Um, but so all those things, is they were playing it at a local art house that I like a lot, IFC. Um, and I just, this movie really fell under, I really fell, fell under the movie spell. It made me feel a lot of things. It was emotional by the end, but it was funny. Again, I feel like a couple movies this year that I've kind of said this already, but have a lot of emotions and are balancing a lot of things. This movie does that, um, but maybe in my favorite way. Um, I don't know. This was another fun movie that's easy to recommend to people because, yes, it's in French, yes, it's subtitles, but it is not... It, it's kind of artsy, but it's not so out there or something. It's kind of crowd-pleasing in the way that the, uh, the story folds along. And again, it's really funny, and um, I think the story is not relatable in the sense that... Um, you know, the the father and husband, not father, sorry, the husband was in prison. I don't know if that's relatable to everyone, but I think a lot of the themes of, like, family and bonds I, I think it, like, are relatable. It could be, like, a, you can compare it to, like, if you're a, a child of divorced parents, you can compare it to when another, like, one of your parents Parent starts, oh, and starts you, dating. And you, and you get uh, weird about it and want to spy yeah. on them and see who's this guy or yeah. this woman. I mean, know? I can tell you from experience. But that that's how that's what it sounds to me. And I'll probably check it out. But Ethan, yeah, I yeah. recommend this movie really because especially if you like passages, I feel like I don't know. I even though I haven't I mean, seen it, I feel like it's like kinda of similar. Not really. I guess they're, they're both French, French movies. I guess they're both just French. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's I didn't want to say. Ethan, I feel like you would like this because it's... Ooh, I wanna see the taste of taste of things. That's supposed to be the French pick for the Oscars this year. It's supposed to be a food related French oh. cooking movie. I've never even heard of it. Taste of things. I haven't heard yeah. of it um but you well, can check i, I, I want to watch I've, I've heard it's gonna check be out the innocent and yeah. um criteri- i forgot that those that was this year i thought it was 2022 yeah. the criterion actually yeah. um, it might be 2022 it might be might it, look oh, it, up. it is 2022 released in theaters oh yeah 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 let's be fair yeah. it, it, probably okay for premiered at in festival. france it came out in festivals in 2022 okay. so we I, yeah 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 i us Americans, we're gonna go by the American release. Okay? Um, I actually forgot the name of this movie, and I was looking up French movie where mom is a florist and new boyfriend is like. I was like looking things up on Google find the to name try and find it, and yeah. I just couldn't find it. Uh, so I was like, need, I just forgot you, about it. Criterion that's just what, released it too. You so need to go on Letterbox, something. Lily. That's what Letterbox is for to remember. How, where, how would I look that up though? You, didn't, you, didn't but you just watch it. it. If you Letterbox oh, it, you just go back. Did you not Letterbox it when we saw it? I don't think so. Ethan. Uh-huh. It's on Criterion, so that says something too already. Okay. On the collection? Yeah. Oh wow. So yeah, it was very check good. it out. Monster is a Japanese film. Was um, that three? Three. Um, if 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 
holdovers and theater camp was a longhorn steak this is more like um a nice warm um soup yeah. chicken noodle soup of a movie um, I have not seen but like it. a really good one that hits well homemade i, I really like movies that te- like focus on perspectives and different people's lives and just like intimate stories like this is really I, I don't know nice much about this movie. i heard yeah. it was good but so I, just have, I just have to say shout out to japan this year if poor things was a food it would be um the poor things is the a good dessert no it would be poor the entire th- restaurant from the menu poor things is like yeah, the, the restaurant that. so you're poor putting things... chicken noodle soup yeah. no. over an entire dining fine dining experience that you go no, on the, a ship poor things poor to things is the, Lily, I love poor so, things I love you get fired up over this. poor things is an ice cream case <laughs> poor things is an ice cream cake no, of a film is an experience it's a really good gourmet d- dessert okay but it's it's uh, nothing there's nothing ice cream cake is not gourmet <laughs> i'm sorry yeah i don't know why i said ice cream cake i really like ice cream cake that's my favorite dessert i get what you mean though. that's my favorite dessert uh i should say it, it's more like a, a really nice like cake okay. like a, a so fancy dessert a very fancy soup dessert. goes above cake? some people cake. prefer yes you <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm pretty there's tons of chicken noodle soup defenders especially when you're sick Especially that's when true, you're sick, true. this it is really a good movie to watch when you're sick. Oh, 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 I'm Ethan. Blue Velvet only gets a three and a half on Letterbox. Oh. Blue Velvet, Blue Velvet is like a, a Blue Velvet is a red velvet cupcake. Tastes really good. Overhyped. Okay? <laughs> Overhyped as fuck though. <laughs> blue Velvet is red velvet. No, it's Blue Velvet. You, you know what? This should start being a thing in the podcast where you compare the the movie to a, a food. I the think holdovers is Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, that's true. Or like no, turkey. wait, he said it was a longhorn steak, though. Oh, oh. Yeah. Like, no, but I get dinner. the steak. Well, and now, now that if we're, if we're doing this gimmick now, I think I think holdovers is more like a Thanksgiving yeah, steak I, or a Thanksgiving turkey than a, yeah. a Christmas dinner, you know? What's a Christmas dinner? That could be so many things. Christmas leftovers. Holdovers gets uh, the Christmas leftovers. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I can go on with the food stuff. Maybe because we're hungry. Number two, Lily? My number two was Moon Garden. It's one of my favorite movies yeah. of all time. It's just really good. Um, the visuals are awesome. All of the props and like were really like all the set design. Um, the set design was all handmade, which is really cool. Basically the synopsis is a comatose five year old journeys through an industrial wonderland to find her way back to consciousness. Wonderland. Is it like Alice in Wonderland? Is it like a Snow White? Wizard yeah, of Oz. It's like, like, like Wizard of like, Oz, whimsical. Yeah. She's in like the That's my shit, so maybe I'll like it. Yeah. She's between like the real world and like death. Okay. And basically she felt whimsical. She fell on some stairs and had an accident. Right. And then goes in like to a coma. Yeah. And then sees this dream world and she's trying to come out of it. Mm-hmm. And like these people in the dream world and like trying to like guiding there's like her. Evil, there's like an Are these evil people like in guy life? coming for her? Like, no, like, you life? hear her parents talking to her. And she's, like, mm. trying to get back to and her she's parents. trying to get back to okay. her parents. And, like, she, in this dream world, there's, like, TVs and stuff that she can see her parents trying to talk to her to get her back. But, like, right. there's these, like, guides throughout her journey. Some are good, some are bad. And it kind of has to do with, like... It's a lot of stop motion effects, A lot of stop right? motion effects. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a live but action movie. it's live movie. action, though, okay. But there's a lot of stop motion effects. Like James and the Giant Peach, kind of? I don't even. I've seen that movie, but it's been a while. Is that a mix of both? It's both like live action. Well, this is both, but I wouldn't say it's mostly live action. I would say. Okay. Um, yeah, the James of John world like building. Half half. The world building and uh, like Lily said, the 
props, set design, oh, so cool. costume. And it was just very emotional. Music. Too. It was so Sounds a lot like your number immersive. one pick. Sounds a, it sounds a lot it sounds a lot like a, uh, you can say the same things about your number one pick. Yeah, yeah. but this Right? Yeah, this but, is honestly it's like not really similar but it kind of is in its own in its own right. way cuz it only because it brings you into a It's just something world. you've never seen It's like an alternate before. world that they make. That doesn't saying, exist I remember in real life. You, we discussed this like off mic but like what what you get into a movie what what you find yeah. appealing into a movie you want to explain. Yeah, I always say that um I guess my favorite kind of movies would be the ones that are immersive and unique and otherworldly and fantastical but not in a way that feels um super fake or basic or <clears throat> superheroes I, I i guess what i mean by that yeah. is it's stuff that feels like they took you somewhere and you went on this journey but the journey really relates to real life and you can draw comparisons and the magical land isn't so far off from our reality it's almost right. like a, a distant reality or something like that i love movies that are just um i feel like cinema as a medium so would you say like fairy like not fairy tale but uh, fantasy is your favorite genre no because i feel like people perceive fantasy as, as like, to be like lord of the rings which is not but my that's favorite not, kind of movie but that's not fantasy necessarily that's that's i guess that, that is fantasy but that's only one that's one type of fantasy like you could say Wizard of Oz is just as much of a fantasy film as... Not that you know, Wizard of Oz is my favorite kind of movie ever. Not my favorite movie ever, but things along that lines. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, something that's like... And again, movies that have a great marriage of visual um, themes and uh, There needs music. to be a different distinction from that because they all get lumped together like fantasy. Like that... Cause, you know, a lot. Of, I guess fantasy. The definition has changed through the years as the genre changes because what's popular now are the Lord of the Rings, the serious fantasy, dark fantasy yeah. stuff, and not the more colorful fantasy of, of honestly, what that was well, more like, popular. One of my in favorite movies is The Red Shoes. So that's like another example of. That. Oh, it is because I haven't mm, seen it and I yeah. want to see it. But this, I feel like there's not enough genres of this type of movie. I mean, there's not enough like stuff like there aren't uh, enough of the yeah. movies. Like I feel like and a lot of should a lot take of, advantage of it. Yeah, that you're able to make a world. But that's why I love own. Lynch so much. Well, fantasy has been always been, especially in film, has always been. Um, technology has always been well, a big. Because I feel like when people a, think of David Lynch, they don't thing. think fantasy, but he's my favorite. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would say, yeah, some more surreal, but like yeah. fantasy is just as surreal. It can it can be surreal. I mean, Wizard of Oz isn't Lynch, isn't one of yeah. Lynch's movies yeah. is Wizard of Oz. There's a whole documentary called yeah. Lynch Oz or something where it's about his inspiration coming yeah. from Wizard of Oz. Well, that's just to me. I I I like you know we like to genre shit, but yeah. like everything pulls from everything. But like I it is it is in that genre. It is in that like fantasy, you know. Aesthetically Moon aesthetic, Garden right? is just uh, beautiful looking too. Like we talked with the visuals and the uh -huh. cinematographer was on film, but like expired film. Okay. And it just had this really hazy look. I'm not positive. Okay. This is the poster I'm showing you guys. Yeah, it's a great poster. So it's just so the cool looking. The whole movie feels like that. Yeah. And um aside from like the technical stuff, stop motion, visuals, music, all that shit, uh it made me and Lily cry like babies really? by the end of it. We were like. What's the end of Lily? Yeah, yeah, man. We were like. Sobbing. But the whole, honestly, in the even in the beginning, I was like already like it's yeah. just the whole thing was very okay. emotional. We were sobbing, sobbing. Like, so like, I think that's the most I cried. Can you describe this movie in one word? I don't know. Like Otherworldly. I would be between whimsical and magical. Okay. Otherworldly. Yeah. 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 These are all good describing words for this Ethereal? movie. Ethereal. There needs to be a distinction though between like, the Lord of the Rings. Ethereal. Like, fantasy, no, ethereal. Ethereal, ethereal yeah. is the perfect yeah. word for this movie.
um yeah ethereal yeah because it seems like you like a certain genre like specifically a lot too yeah and i guess like after blue is is literally this genre it's yeah, not yeah but as... this, there's a big difference after blue w there wasn't like a set story that i guess there was but it was just so hard to follow because it was so weird this was easy to f not not that i can't watch a movie that's e after hard blue to seemed follow, more like random but it's just yeah, but it after, more random yeah, yeah. there's a lot more like this sex more... and like gushy liquids yeah. you don't <laughs> get that here. Cool, seems... but like it, it wasn't enough this to keep more... me entertained for two and a half hours it seemed more cohesive to seem well this was just like... more of like a heartwarming story right. and you kind of care about was the characters point. you don't care about the yeah, characters in that movie in after blue right care about the characters i gotta say this was this year's after blue for me and the way that it was very similar. Like, After Blue was also an expired film. And uh -huh. visually, both films look very similar. Yeah, visually. Right. But this one was so much better because you actually care about the characters. And that's what makes a movie a movie. Like, you, you, care, del about, Toro. you care about the characters. You would describe that as fantasy as well, right? And he's one of your favorites. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love Guillermo del Toro. And, and even something that, like, is not even necessarily fantasy, but, like, can be considered fantasy or science fiction, people debate. But, like, Frankenstein is kind of like yeah. a, a fantasy it has some fantasy elements especially the bride but uh even frankenstein isn't that like similar to um my number one your number one yeah yeah we had the same number one and number two guys yep so poor, uh, things. poor things poor things honestly it was i thought it was gonna be i was about to say that it was hard for me to choose between moon garden and poor things but it actually wasn't i liked both almost equally just in a different way but poor things was just the perfect movie to me. Poor thing stars Emma Stone, Yorgos Lanthimos's eighth film, I think. Oh wow! Yeah. He's built a name for himself um, with critics and just film fans and film buffs alike. Um, he's worked with a lot of people. It seems like his muse right now is Emma Stone, mm -hmm. and uh, this follows Bella Baxter, iconic Bella character Baxter. name. Give me your best impression of Willem Dafoe uh, burping a... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> come on. Burping a, a fart bubble. Let me think. Hold on. Um, I'm sorry. It's so bad. I don't know. No, Ethan does a really good one. <laughs> yeah, that is good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Like what Lily said, Moon Garden and Poor Things are yeah. tough for us to pick number one because... Why is this your favorite, Justin? Moon Garden was so emotional and I feel right. like it made me feel so many things that no other movie this year made me feel. But Poor Things just feels like... A, Poor Things is just better. Like It just feels like a movie that will go down in the course of history as like a landmark film. I, I compare it a lot to... Lanthimos' filmography is great and um, he's probably my favorite working director... Um, is this your favorite film of him? Definitely. Of his? Yeah. Okay. But I would say that um, he he his filmography is very similar to Kubrick. His 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 style you could draw a lot of comparisons. Yeah, people draw a lot of those. Comparisons. But it's not not in like a way where Lanthimos is stealing or doesn't have his own style. Lanthimos is very singular. But I'm just saying, if I was to say what this would be like in Lanthimos's filmography, com you know, comparing to Kubrick's, it reminded me of a lot of Clockwork Orange. And I feel like this is the 2023 version of that movie. Not that they're so similar. Not that like it, it doesn't stand on its own legs. There's but a lot of fucking sex in this movie. There's a lot of fucking in this so movie. Colorful. More than um, passages. Yes, actually. Yeah. yeah. I just mean that this movie is so colorful. And the score is so bonkers. And it's so, you know, the world is so similar to that. I just feel like this is our 
um, lifetimes, um, like our decades, our generations, maybe. There's actually more sex in this in, in, than Boogie Nights. Really? Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, this movie is, it just feels like pure cinema. And um, with so many movies feel tame or normal or, or biopics, this just feels like a something like a, like a real artistic statement. And uh, again, Lanthimos is a master. The cast is amazing. Emma Stone is fearless. Mark Ruffalo is probably my favorite performance by him ever. Willem Dafoe is a weird ghoulish guy, Ow. like he's been in a lot of movies recently. Um, the Ow. locations and set design and cinematography and world building, all that stuff's great. It looks almost AI generated, even though it's not. It's like if people made. Hey, it. don't don't throw that don't throw that comparison here. No, it's true. You're though. trying to praise this movie. No, it looks Come like, on a, it looks like, like AI if, copied. No, it's like if people made if if humans made AI generated art. It's like this weird. What does that even mean? There's this. I don't. My phone what is dead, but there's this one specific shot that I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like it's like it's AI art feels lifeless to me. This feels so so it full feels. Of life. Let me see your phone okay, please. but it yeah. Anyway, I'm not sure what you mean by that, Justin, but is it a compliment though? Um, yeah, yeah. I would just say, I mean, I don't know, but <laughs> regardless, <laughs> um, what else am I gonna say? Uh, oh, the the way they jump locations, um, mm -hmm. places like Lily. Where do they go? They were in Paris, Barcelona. Paris. Great title cards. I think the score is really good. Okay, um, look, Ethan. I think, um, and I feel like I wanted to say that the, um, I mean, that was a great the, wide shot. How does that look like AI? No, wait, wait. I have another example also, but look at that one. Yeah, which we gonna show this one too? Um, no. I was gonna say so. What was Emma Stone's best outfit? All really? of the places felt um, like when she was dan uh, the wedding dress, or when she was dancing. Um, when they're at that fancy dinner. You know when oh, she okay, was dancing, yeah, yeah. or um, the oh, yellow the outfit. Dinner hit. No, I think the I yellow like outfit. Hat too. But the yellow one hit with, with, uh, the vest and the. Oh, and I, have the a, glasses. I have a picture of the yellow one. Oh, you know, the, um, look up the vest one. It is... They were all gonna... great, and that yeah. that designer, the costume designer. There's a whole um, exhibit of the clothes in California. I really wish I could see it. They had some in uh, Lincoln Square. Yeah, we saw it. Yeah, France it cool. felt like France, like. Oh, but alternate France. I haven't been to yeah. wherever Portugal or Barcelona, wherever that was they were, but you know, I've, we've been to France recently in it. Yeah, you're about you're absolutely right about the set it design. Felt like Everything France, of... but off. Yeah. Like, like fantastical. And the uh I think that, that whole brothel sequence was great. There's so many great sequences in the movie too, and uh, Bella learns so much and by the end you you have this really you know, your character goes from zero to a hundred and it's it's this great feminist tale that I think is, you know, leagues better than and i really liked barbie but i feel like it does such a better job of being a feminist movie but yeah. being um it's not very conventional though like nuanced like, and more mature and more yeah, i agree for sure and a deeper i mean i'm not a woman's so maybe i shouldn't be talking about this but it, it, i just feel like it it did so in a in a way that felt more um, profound profound than mm -hmm. barbie felt more surface level definitely but not everyone that's all yeah. probably is going to see this. Of movie. course, this is that's not for thing. everyone. This is, yeah. even though I feel like I had a decent budget and a huge cast. Like this is, this is very like, niche. This is a little bit like, there's a lot of controversy with Oppenheimer with th that sex scene. Oh, 
I yeah. think that's ridiculous. It, it's Compared like, to this, it's yeah, like, it's like that's too, insane. It's that is not. Well, the thing why nobody's complaining about these sex scenes is because no I one's think seen the it. Audience that's yeah. watching this movie knows what they're getting into. Well, Oppenheimer yeah. obviously had a like everyone saw a much bigger. And like, like, everyone knows what they're getting into. Also, you're absolutely right about something like you just never. Hey, it's not. It's uncomparable. You can't compare this to anything. There's no real movie to how to describe this. You can't really point to any. Remy, I know the enthusiasm of, of poor things is, is getting to you. He hasn't seen it yet. No? He'll, he'll see it eventually. He can't, he can't go to the movies. You think he'll be friends with one of those... Uh, what about the, the little bulldog fish, right? What was it? The little oh, there was like a uh, bulldog the frog? Dog head. Willem Dafoe's oh, I like, creations. I liked the, um, the goose with the... Oh, it was a goose with a bu bulldog's head. I like that. I would have that. You as think Remy would be friends with one of those? I think Remy would be a little scared. I w it was giving Spy Kids 2 vibes, if you ever seen Spy Kids 2. Uh, Steve Buscemi has a bunch of animals that are mixtures of that. I wonder if Yorgos was a fan of that movie. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, Yorgos has another movie coming out next year called And. I think they actually just changed the title. I can't remember the it's name. A si it's a silent movie. What is? It's a short movie with Emma Stone, right? The new one? No, it's a full length. It's a feature. Oh. Well, he has. A, he had, I guess he has already two movies. Um, he had another movie I, that came out this year in oh, festivals. Short? It was, I think it was like 30-something minutes. Oh. Emma Stone, uh, it's a si silent movie. I'm not sure. Well, his next I'll, movie I'll look at, I'll is an look anthology. Oh, really? Yeah, and it, Emma Stone's in it again, and Willem Dafoe's in it again, and Margot Qualley's in it again. Um, but I'm excited for it after seeing this. I feel like this will be his... Margot Qualley, no Sanctuary. Is that in your honorable mentions? It's not. Lily, what were going to say? There's no way he could top this movie, I feel like. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I would be happy if he did, but this movie was just so perfect. And it was such a, um, it was like his greatest hit. Wait, too. this is your shit. That's the thing. Yeah, it is. It's a fantasy movie, so he's not gonna make another fantasy movie. So it, the odds of it being one of your favorite movies mm, yeah. is low. You know yeah. what I mean? When I saw the, tra when I saw the trailer, he I made your favorite. He, he made your favorite kind of movie. Yeah, but also all of his movies fit into this category, like. Even though the favorite was a historical movie, yeah, it's a period Killing piece, of a Sacred Deer was a horror movie. They all are in this kind of. This was the most fantastical movie that he's made, it, but they. It's all in this like, and the lobster too. Okay, yeah, all of his movies sit in this weird it, it's world. A, uh, it's a silent film called Bleat. Um, Bleat. I haven't heard of. Them. Yeah. Um, on. Uh, yeah. Is it available to watch? I no, not really. Oh. Emma Stone plays woman. And then there's another guy, Damien Bonard, plays a man. Anthology, you were saying? Yeah, his, his next movie's going to be like an anthology, like a couple of short stories, and one movie that relate to each other, you know? Like, like Mag Magnolia? French Dispatch, Magnolia, yeah. Holdovers is number two, we talked about. I, but I want to go, I want to make a, a full podcast on I it. I think we should at least you. touch on... Um, Performances? Well, that, Lily Gladstone. Uh, say, um, Amazing. The whole thesis of the, of the uh -huh. movie, too, like the ending. Spoiler alert. The ending was the best part to me. What, that, like, people just move on? No, the whole Tragedies thing that, like, happen. Like, and, like, I got from it, like, true crime is, like, just sensationalized, and we all do. Yeah. Including him, the director himself, which was kind of a, a very meta in 2023 thing to do. Yeah. But masterfully done. But what the whole debate is, should it get told? And I think it should, right? I mean... yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm still a little bit like the ending is is great, but I think the movie as a whole is yeah is amazing. Um, and 
I get yeah. I I think it's I think the ending is more of an emotional thing, more of like I found it more less of, emotional, more like more a, analytical, more like a gut punch. Like you watch all this shit, and look at how this is told. Just look at how this is going to be remembered. And then the last line he says when he reads her uh, her um, eulogy, and he looks straight at the camera. He look he's about to cry, and he says, "There was no mention of the murders." I felt that that was really emotional to me. That I felt like I felt the ending really felt more emotional than a lot of people think. Yeah. Like I, the presentation is a little bit analytical. That's what analytical, I was but it's cold almost. To me, it's more of a gut punch. Like fuck, you, this means nothing. And 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 what Robert De Niro's character says at the end, where this is just another tragedy. People will move on. He was right. He was right. De Niro's great. And. I, that's my argument. I mean, I, not even an argument. It's just the way I see, saw the ending uh, as a more emotional thing. Um, yeah. Something, not that this killed the movie for me or anything. Yeah. And he's a great actor, but I thought that DiCaprio, DiCaprio was just so so in this. I, I thought mean, he was. I, he was good, so but I feel like I couldn't so stop good. seeing DiCaprio and it took me out of the movie. You couldn't. I what? think that's. I, I couldn't stop seeing DiCaprio. I think that's. And the, it took me out of the movie. Why would it take you out of the movie, though? Because it just felt like, like it was like. Oh, like I feel like in a way, but the, Nero... the Flower Moon felt like, right. oh, let's just get all these Hollywood actors together and make this big piece. Where like I feel like, for instance, Poor Things felt like all the characters felt more nuanced. I just feel like where DiCaprio's yeah. character in the, the I, 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 was I, good. I it just felt so showy. And I don't, so I'm I don't Leonardo mind. DiCaprio. I don't mind. Well, it's Hollywood, yeah. Dustin. It's gonna have yeah. it's gonna have a Hollywood flair to it. Like, yeah. of course, he's not gonna be completely lost in the role. He never will be. You know, but like De Niro was playing if, a character if, he if always the, plays, but I still felt, it still felt more true to me. The the only thing I could say about the uh, Capgirl's character in this is he has a very southern accent, which mm -hmm. is very similar to um, Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, yeah, that that's the that's it's like aesthetically I yeah. can see the same type of, but like he's not the same character. As no, he's a, he's, he's a dumb. He's dumb, very dumb. yeah, he's a dumb, dumb, and he's very despicable and like. And like, it's very like selfish it's so, and like, childish. It's, and yeah. it's 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 a very different from him. It's very like it is. You don't you don't see this from DiCaprio at all. It's a different kind of role for him. Um, and I think he did good in the role. I just feel like it almost. He plays cowboys a lot. He plays took, western guys a it lot. Took the movie, yeah. Um, it, it made me feel less immersed in the experience. It's just DiCaprio. He is hard for him to like reinvent himself at this point of his career. Um, I don't think he ever will be truly. Who's Castaway? Oh, Tom Hanks. I can't watch his movies anymore either. Woody, I can always get lost in Woody. But you I mean, hear Woody's voice, fine. that is not Tom Woody, Hanks. Fine, but every other movie that he's in, actual, not animation, I I just see Tom Hanks. Forrest Gump is pretty. Yeah, I mean newer stuff. At least the last okay. fifteen yeah. years. But Tom Hanks is like he's turned into like a. He's turned into Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know, at some point in your career, you kind of turn into like. You, Willem Dafoe, yeah. as much as much as he is kind of just like the grandpa at this point of his career, you know, he's not the same character as he is in Florida Project. But I would say Florida Project and his character in Poor Things has very similar type of yeah. vibe to him. Yeah, I agree. Um. Anyway, guys, uh, thank you for listening. Happy New Year. And uh, let's... Keep our fingers crossed for 2024, having a good movie year. Okay, last thought. Poor things. What, what dessert 
What I think things? cake makes sense, honestly. Cake? What type a of cake? A five-tier iced light green, like sage green cake with pink and cream-colored flowers that look like flowers would look on another planet. <laughs> that was a pretty cool description. What, like, what kind of, like, what flavor is that, though? Sage. Vanilla sage butter. Okay. I like that. You know that movie, uh, speaking of cake, Promising Young Woman? Yeah. That movie is a, uh... Cake? A, no, that's a birthday cake. Oh. Because it's so, like, candy-colored, you know? What would salt burn be? Something dirty inside. Something like something like, something like, like something nice that's in the inside. Something Oysters. dirty. Oysters. Fish. A nice oyster. Oyster. A parfait. 